Hello and welcome to Scatterbrains, a podcast hosted by me, Lauren. And me, Fatma. This is a podcast for people like us, Scatterbrains. Each week we choose a random topic and we have a conversation. Yeah, how long has it been actually? Um, I guess two months because mm-hmm. I, I remember last time I recorded I didn't get COVID then. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. the COVID destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. Destroyed everything. <laughs> yeah yeah as it has been destroying everything for the past year exactly exactly but yeah so i wanted to discuss um loss in a way that um maybe it's not too tangible (laughs) it's not here yet but you are already feeling it because in a way you've you've lost a lot of things and just regular um all the aspects that come with it and yeah so i'm not sure if you'll be able to relate to any of these (laughs) any of what i will be sharing but Yeah, yeah i hope to some to some degree at least yeah maybe um by the way i was just remembering the episode we recorded with ethan and uh yeah uh, it's quite a bummer that we didn't get it out but um mm. but i think one thing that i sort of got out of that episode was kind of related to loss and pain as well because if you remember i was very sick as well at that time we were going to interview and yeah i i was like i had that covid fever and i was in a lot of pain and i think something that ethan said that stuck with me about the physical pain was just living through it and i remember i was super sick after that and i was in a lot of physical pain and i'm not sure what the words were that he shared but it just really helped me go through that pain much more easily i yeah I don't remember the exact words, but yeah, I think that really helped me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a a lot of um, sort of poignant things to say. Um, mm-hmm. Good, good sort of lessons moving mm-hmm. forward, I guess. Um, so going back to the sort of personal loss that I feel right now. I wondered if I talk about like 10 months back, but I think I will begin with today (laughs) because the feeling and emotions I'm feeling is today. And one thing I wanted to sort of record or maybe if in any way, shape or form look back to is that something that I'm experiencing, like the emotions that I am right now is going to be different after the actual loss. And Mm -hmm. I... I'm sure I'm going to be a very different person after that, after that experience. And mm-hmm. so just remembering the past. <laughs> so this is just a, a sort of a pre-loss emotion or, a, or the past person. Because I feel like uh, when the actual thing happens, I'm going to be a very different person <laughs> after that. So just uh-huh. something... To maybe look back to you some point in life. Um, mm. To see if what I was feeling was made sense <laughs> at this point mm. in time. So currently, um, so you know the deal with my dad about the, the terminal cancer and the waiting for all of that. So he got COVID as well with me. And his condition mm-hmm. got worse and worse because he already had like so many other things going on so you can't really put it 100% on COVID of course but yeah I mean that made things really worse and uh, last week his lungs collapsed and so his his left lung isn't working at all like it's collapsed and the right one is just I think working at the 50% so the currently (laughs) in this time the the time that i'm speaking either they want us to consent to a went or a cpr uh at this point and 
like there is a debate about if you want to make the suffering longer or not do you want to you know it's a difficult decision to put someone on vent who is terminally sick and then you know also to you know say okay take that person off of vent um yeah. so yeah you have to f- sign a lot lots of consent forms and that kind of stuff scary stuff like yesterday he had a procedure which is you know you get the fluid out of your lungs which mm-hmm. can be kind of high-risk and we had to sign you know risky consent forms right left and center so um so yeah, i've been spending a lot of time at the hospital and it's a icu and you're surrounded by all of these sick people as well like everyone there is on your left someone's dying of cancer on your right someone is dying of covid and yeah it's kind of <laughs> kind of a intense yeah, place to be in while you are also going through something of, intense you know, yeah. yeah um yeah. but something i i think realized that a lot of other people are suffering and dealing with pain i wouldn't say worse but you know there were people who were just uh, screaming with pain so um in a way but my dad he is really unable to speak but he cries a bit like he's not he just tries to speak to say that he's in pain but he he's not he's a really like a model patient really like i've seen other patients and they he's just he has all of that strength to not complain a lot but like the most that he does is he says that he's in pain and so we're giving everything to help with pain and that's the last thing that you can do in this condition and i think the worst is that he's just saying like you know this hurts and that hurts and he gets teary-eyed from the pain uh, but it's kind of, it's it's really hard like i always thought that saying goodbye would be uh, like i had the time to say goodbye but you know i'm i'm back home my brother's there he does the night shift to be there and you, you can only have one attendant and Every time you have to leave, you have to sort of say goodbye because you don't know if this is yeah. a goodbye or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's really emotionally... It takes a toll on you <laughs> emotionally to yeah. to yeah, keep yeah. on saying goodbye. At the same time, you're, mm-hmm. you're far away at home and you're thinking about that person and... And at the same time, you want to wake up the next day and hope that the person's still there. But every time you leave, you are saying goodbye. So I did that today, like two hours ago. And again, it, it's really hard. Like that's what I'm sort of trying to do with this episode is just share like really raw emotions of what it feels like to to be in a position where you know that you're going to lose someone, but you are yet to lose it, you know, and you're going through all yeah. of these notions mm-hmm. of <laughs> actually, you know, coming close to losing. I mean, before ever since his diagnosis, he's come to like near that situation 10 times. <laughs> so I guess it's really emotionally, it exhausts you to, yeah, to hope yet. and then go back to, you know, this is it let's say goodbye <laughs> and yeah, then very go back to hope yeah. this is it it's very draining but i feel like you know how they say that there are small things in life that you know small things make bigger things and you know have make you happier so like you know find joy in small things like you know mm-hmm. taking a walk or having a lunch and after this experience i felt that what made me sad was all of the smallest things about this experience like you know the, the smallest 
details that mm-hmm. actually get sort of stuck with you and that make you super sad like he's unable to eat right now and I think the last thing he said that he wants to eat some bread mm. and it's like you look at bread and <laughs> you see that this person can't eat it so it's like it's not just you know that person you know about to die making peace with that but it's about to, like the smallest thing and I think the most difficult part in this whole experience was also because he deteriorated bit by bit it's like he lost his motion in arm then his leg and his, then his other arm his other leg and it's like then you know eventually speed speed so it's like losing something one by one bit by bit or yeah. mm-hmm. i guess dying bit by bit it's just like the smallest thing because I remember last last year you would um at this time around I was going for walks with him with with him I was going to walks and this year he two weeks I think a month ago he was like which is really sad I think that's the saddest part that he still thinks that he's gonna get better and you know he just needs a bit of boost um to get better I think that is the sad part because he said that, you know, his his right arm is the only thing that worked and the right hand. And he said, look, my arm. He said that my look, my hand is working and my arm will start working and then I'll start walking again and then I'll go to the walks with you. Hmm. And I said, <laughs> I said, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Which, like, knowing that it's never going to happen. Yeah, so it's like the smallest thing. Yeah. About the loss of it. Sorry, I'm a bit emotional. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, um, um, it's a very, very difficult thing. Yeah. The smallest things are... Yeah, it's the smallest thing, and that's what I realize. It's like the smallest things. Um, going back to really, really small things. I think it's a very difficult situation to be in, given the state of the world as well. Like, so there's been a pandemic around the world, and there's been a pandemic where in my life as well. I understand mm-hmm. a lot of people have faced very difficult losses during this pandemic. Loss of stability, loss of jobs, loss of loved ones, and so on. And, and you see it all around. A lot of people have mm-hmm. suffered something that was a loss of freedom. Like, in any context, I'm sure you, you your life is also changed in ways and of course we can't compare each situation I'm saying that everyone had some kind of loss yeah that they had to go through loss of plans yeah loss of plans and loss of dreams and hopes that they had and I think it just sort of intensifies like in my situation it's like go on social media and people are dying there as well and it just feels really really real and in a way it's good to know that good to know but in a way it's good that you know that everyone is in this together kind of thing like you know it's not you only alone who, who is dealing with this and um, some people are in a worse position than you are that is nice and sort of good thing for you to sort of deal with your loss and what you went through but I think it just sort of makes it really intense (laughs) your experience also intense that there is no positive news or there is nothing hopeful and good going on in the world (laughs) like this whole deal with, with 
Israel and the whole I mean it never hit me so hard to see like, wars happen everywhere and this is all this is not be going on for years and years but for some reason because of what the sort of the personal loss that you're feeling it just makes those things I felt really intense as well um, yeah and yeah, it just made it really intense state to be I guess susceptible to yeah to those things and every like you said like everybody for the past year has been made more aware of you know to be more grateful for things that they never realized before like oh they took for granted like everybody's in a heightened state of you know appreciation I guess now I don't like do you feel like it's changed you in a way that you see life Mm. unless you have experienced like there is something of course i've heard of war you've heard of war but you've never been in a place you can imagine being in war so similarly i'm not sure how much impact it would have on you to maybe have like a first-hand difficult experience with you know a direct impact in a way that was you know your loved one dying etc etc but i would love to know like how it felt like does that make you grateful or like what is the sort of realization that you had during this period um i guess i guess not maybe not to be in such a rush is like the main thing i've maybe so the main change in me because everybody's basically had a year where the lives have been the pace of the lives have been slowed down like significantly and they've had mm-hmm. time to sort of recollect and really a lot of time to to think or to 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 reconsider like you know what you value and, and things so for me having like a year taken away in terms of like you know productivity or um traveling or whatever it might be you know just life experiences um I guess made me a little bit more comfortable with with taking things at a slower pace um so interesting you know like taking each day appreciating each day because because often when when you've got a lot going on it's it's easy to miss you know the sort of miracle of like each day it's like yeah, yeah. if you really take time to consider like there's so much time in a day and there's so much you can do with it like when you're when you're sort of forced into that yeah mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess I'm taking things at a slower pace but in a way it's sort of worked that slower pace has sort of given me more time to sort of single out things that I want to do and, and dedicate more time to Mm-hmm. to a smaller amount of things rather than you know trying to juggle multiple mm-hmm. pursuits and not really getting anywhere I seem to have sort of made more progress with fewer things if that makes sense mm-hmm. which is something I don't mm-hmm. think I would have done without that time you know to to really sort of uh, consider what I valued I guess mm-hmm. This is really interesting because I actually felt the opposite of <laughs> all what you're yeah. saying. Like, for me, it never slowed down, of course, because of the situation at home. But it just, in a way, it felt like eternity, but also passing by so fast. And I don't remember bits of time from like t- last 10 months like i don't mm. something some things look so far in the past that <laughs> that i don't remember like chunks of it at the same time some some memories are like really intense and some are just like I don't even know what I was doing during that time. I know that I was recording podcasts with you, but I don't remember. I don't remember what I was doing and how I was just navigating through that. So it's really interesting to know that for you, it was just like a slow experience with, uh, you know, 
sorting out a few things of what you wanted to prioritize. But to me, it felt like more intense, more like at 2x speed. And I don't remember most yeah, of guess Yeah, I guess, what, I, I, guess I, I, <laughs> what I felt that in a way of like, because each day, like a lot of these days have been really quite similar like in mm-hmm. the routine you've no, you haven't like most people haven't uh, had as many sort of events happen in the last year where they can account for the time you know so you can say oh I did that in such a month and then really for me I only have like one or two things that I remember from the past year that really oh yeah that, you know where you can place yourself mm-hmm. so a lot of it like as you were saying the time has gone really quickly. I think that's true for most people. It's felt like it's gone quickly, but at the same time, it's this weird thing where the sort Eternity. of weeks go, <laughs> the weeks and the months go very quickly, but the days feel long. I know that doesn't make sense. Like It's quite counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you have less things to do in the day or you're in the same plate you're at home Mm -hmm. all day or so you have more time to sit and ponder things but then because every day is similar and Mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of things to account for the time you know going places outside of home or then it it, it makes the weeks and the months pass very quickly um interesting um yeah i felt so as we're talking about loss and I'll try to like keep going back to that because that's what I f- could define what I feel right now or what I um like this whole ordeal made me a great sense of lust in time as well like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that all of it is it was a huge loss like I don't remember it I don't remember most of it and I remember just being lost in lost in time and i yeah so i feel that as well like i've lost a year or something like that yeah and i think something else like of course you know you're losing someone and the person is going to die that is one kind of loss that you experience and which is all fine but i feel i felt most like i've lost a lot of people <laughs> during the this whole journey and yeah i i feel it very intensely i've lost uh, relationships in a way that i saw them before like you know um where you know you could just depend on someone during a difficult time and you have the realization that is not the case so you lose this this anchor as well or you lose this belief that you had all your life um so so not just loss in the physical way but in all kinds of abstract ways like losing relations losing people losing time actually losing actually losing the person and then these small things about that person losing these small things about that person um yeah they're you know the less them being your support or them being your best friend and all of that so this is what i feel and maybe maybe my brain is making it bigger than it is of course our our, our brain has the cap- capability to do that but but I feel like, to be honest, I feel like I've lost everything. Like I've lost all of the sort of hopes and dreams that I had. I lost friends and family. And yeah, so it's it's very intense feeling of loss with your beliefs and um, any physical or abstract way that you can feel loss. So yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> Would it make yeah. sense to anyone? I don't know. Yeah, I think it. I think it will. It will resonate with people because obviously, 
like you said, the loss is is stronger or it's sort of more pervasive, like in other people's lives or like in in one life and in another it's just in one sort of dimension maybe but mm-hmm. having said that you know if you're experiencing loss or sort of the anticipation of loss it, it it does intensify that feeling so as it becomes like familiar mm-hmm. it sort of sort of gets in, in, into everything you know and it becomes it's lost in the abstract sense as well as like yeah. you said in the physical is because I guess you sort of attuned to that that feeling and that emotion mm-hmm. so strongly. Yeah. And like like you said with the pandemic it's particularly intense. Exactly. Yeah. I feel the one thing that I learned with loss is just this <laughs> this so loss is intense and as i told you like i feel it in every dimension and every form you know at the same time it made me so extremely lonely um of course it's a pandemic you can't go out <laughs> so that mm-hmm. would just indicate that of course you're gonna feel lonely and alone and um there is that impact as well but i f- i don't think i felt this lonely ever in my life and that is that, that's really tense that comes with um, loneliness can be attached to many things but I feel like all is this aggregated feeling of loss sort of leads you to feeling lonely and you don't of course there are like I I know people who have been so supportive as well and um, there is kindness in the world and there are people who are really kind you're one of them um but at the same time of course your loss or what you're feeling is just really unique to you and you're the only one who's feeling it ultimately we're all sort of in our own prisons in our prisons yeah our own hands and as i feel like that there is no way someone could understand how I feel and I think that also sort of exaggerates the feeling of loneliness that yeah the feeling that no one no one uh, understands the extent of how you feel um Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a very interesting (laughs) experience to be in of course um, I make jokes about it sometimes, but um, it's really intense. It's really intense, and I've I've not, of course, gone through it. And this is why I I, I was insisting on recording today as well because I don't know when my dad is going to pass away. Um, it's could be tomorrow, could be any day. So um. And could could be a month. I don't know. This is not I know, but I know that this is gonna happen and so I've not been actually through the experience that I'm dreading the most and that I that I've been feeling for the last year or so and you know, the intense emotion. Mm-hmm. But right now it's it's super intense in in a way that it would never get better. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is this is the ultimate um, worst that you can feel, and it will never get better. Of course, there is going to be, and this is what I feel like after after the whole experience, after it happens, and after it happens, I would be different. <laughs> my my point of views might be different to what I feel right now, um, and maybe it's not as disintense. Maybe that experience is going to cancel out what i feel right now maybe it's going to be make it even more intense so i don't know <laughs> at this point i don't know yeah. but i just wanted to vocalize it in a way that because i know a lot of people would be feeling something similar at some point in life um and maybe someone can relate <laughs> maybe someone can make sense of the pre-loss feeling and then the post-loss feeling and everything that comes with it yeah because i guess you're in a sort of 
limbo at the minute. Yeah, you know, really yeah. Solid ground, you know. Intense situation to be in. One or the other. It's um, and I guess the limbo you... is the worst. I just <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's it's kind of, and you feel bad because you you're looking for some normal. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is not happening and you're in a limbo and it feels bad to you know think oh just have you seen that film um i remember uh, i forget the name do you know the kid who who gets visited by a tree in the yard have you seen that film his mom has cancer and there is an i think oak tree in the yard and he has these dreams that the tree visits and talks with him. Oh, a monster calls. Have you seen it? No, I've seen um, bits and pieces working at the cinema. I didn't watch oh, it. Okay. Yeah. So that kid, his mom is, I think, dying of cancer, and uh, this tree visits him, and one day he's like. I just want this to end, like whatever the state is. It's 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 kind of similar. Like his mom is going into, um, you know, the hospital, and it's she's terminally ill, and and out, and he's going through this. And at one point, it's like I just want this to end. Like I don't know, like whatever this is, whatever this this present mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. I just want this feeling or this being in limbo to end. And I totally understand that, but at the same time, I'm so scared to to have to be on the other side. And then I'll be like, "What? That was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing. That would. I mean, um, I could have wished for it to be longer, longer in a way that I get to spend more time with him. I get to speak about him in present tense <laughs> that I can still." Um, but yeah, so, so I just really related to, like, I just made me remember when I watched Monster Call and the Mm -hmm. kids says this. So, so yeah, you go through all of these feelings and emotions and, (laughs) um, it's really hard to, to articulate it in a way that some other person who's, who's not going through a similar experience would understand and it's totally understandable like nobody nobody can understand like what are you going through i felt it really hard to to articulate yeah it felt really hard to because i needed the need to say more now or like share more because um i wasn't doing so <laughs> i was distracting myself with work or other things and blah 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 and i wasn't really talking about it and you still can <laughs> i feel like you still can like all i'm saying is i don't think um many people would understand it in a way or they'd like you know i don't know what to say and they'd like which is super nice people are really helpful they're they're nice and kind but but i guess you're looking for that maybe support and understanding in the situation and if you don't get it and that's why i f- i feel like like the loneliness of it and the loss of it is as well because if someone else can't understand the extent of it you're like what <laughs> i'm so alone in this uh, which is why you feel wow a reality check i guess in a way like like you said at some point everybody so everybody is sort of at a certain proximity from lost like everybody's either you know on the anticipation side of it or they're on the other side Mm -hmm. and different sort of degrees away from that you know so like at the minute you're very very in very close proximity to it Um, so the feelings are intense but I think like from your words what you've said people on the other side of it will identify because they'll have been there but at the same time yeah so just to add to that i feel like and this is just my feelings (laughs) there is no thought process or there is no i'm not thinking too deep about this this is just not how i feel uh based on the emotions that i feel um 
I feel because they've been through it and they've on the other side of lust they've been through it they've dealt with it you know it's an interesting about pain and human beings is any kind of pain or suffering is that once it's done it's so far away in the past mm-hmm. that you don't remember like if you had your arm broken you would faintly remember what it felt like to yeah to have your arm broken or you would faintly remember how you felt at that time <laughs> Um, but you wouldn't remember the pain in the essence, right? And yeah, and it would be like a distant memory. Yeah. You you would have, I mean, it would be a big memory, but it would be distant. And that's what I feel like. Like the people on the other end of loss, who have sort of recovered from it, because it's so far away in the past, they don't know the intensity of someone who's in the middle of it does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. yeah no i i think that's that's true across the board is you can take like any example of being in physical pain and yeah you can remember being in pain but you can't remember really what that felt like like you can only rem- you can only know that in the moment so that makes sense yeah so it's like the support that you're looking for from from that person has been through that is not even there. <laughs> like they've dealt with whatever their uh, loss was, and they are in a different place than you. Um, and even if you're, if you collectively, so I have siblings, and they all have, they're all doing, they're all having the same sort of loss, um, on like physical loss that they're going to feel. But no, <laughs> even if you are losing something that is sort of similar, it's not the same. <laughs> Your emotions are no, not the same. Not. The, 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 kind of, the kind of support that you're looking for is not going to be the same. The kind of, um, yeah, so it's, it's not, your is very specific to yours, even though on surface it looks like it's not. Yeah, That's what it can I be like. the same it's situation, just, but obviously people have different temperaments and dif- different you know p- people feel things more intensely i guess Some people. yeah exactly um, yeah, exactly do you think do you think and just by you knowing me as a person do you think i feel it more intensely than i should than one should i don't know if it's a correct degree to feel feel things to you know but um, <laughs> that is good. I think that if you've is... got a tendency to think deeply and ponder things and, you know, you're sort of open to abstract thinking and that can intensify what you feel because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're more, you've opened yourself up more to the sort of com- real complexity and tragedy of life and the world. And so I think, I think you perhaps do feel more deeply like from the impression that I get more deeply than most people um which is tough really because you know you you can't be ignorant not saying that other people are ignorant but they have more of an ignorance or they have a survival mechanism is what I think yeah, is that's like, what, that's what it is. You know, that's what, you, that's, that's what you are supposed to do. Like, you know, this, this, this is the survival of the fittest. This is how you cope with whatever it is the life throws at you. And, um, I feel, you know, I always debate that if it's, it's something that is being exaggerated <laughs> by me um, and it's not as intense as I feel it um, I always but I guess that. that's true for you but isn't it like what you're feeling is true for you so it is real yeah in that it's, sense. it's what I feel <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's real it's real it's what I feel which is why I really am um, focused on on talking about what I feel feel today (laughs) with and the reason 
and not think today like i could have very rational discussion about life and death and loss and all of those things that you think through and you read through and yeah i can do all of that but today i wanted to maybe more focus on the feeling part of it just because all of that is fine maybe later down the line i'm gonna do that but um your feeling is your feeling <laughs> yeah so um, like you said about people on the other side of loss like you are going to be one of those people so to have to, yeah. to sort of get these feelings out at the present time might sort of you know when you when you go through that change that shift um mm -hmm. you'll be able to hear what you, you you were really feeling at the time what sort of emotions that aren't mm -hmm. sort of by perspective if you know what i mean and it's not just about me um i think that um, i'm not sure if anyone can listen to this <laughs> we're not really promoting this or we're not really sharing it as intensely as uh, one should but anyone who would be in the same situation as me um in the not same but like as close as me would have something to <laughs> to relate to as closely as possible um mm -hmm. yeah because um yeah i'm gonna be on the other side after this and i'm gonna i'm not gonna be the same person or i'm gonna i'm not gonna no. be talking about the same emotions so um yeah so i'm not sure this is just the intensity right now extreme extreme loss and extreme loneliness and nothing will get better <laughs> ever so um I'm sure thousands of people, millions of people feel that. Um, I wish there was a way for us to to collaborate more in a way. Do, do you know like how humans are so interesting and they're we are so unique? Do you know when Avatar? I hope you remember Avatar. <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you remember how they were connected to each other in a way yeah. as an ecosystem? Mm -hmm. That was such an interesting concept to but I guess we're not built this way. Um yes, we need community, yes, we need tribe, yes, we need support, and we need to build systems. But we're so close even though we you know, we make art, we make literature, we make all of these things to to maybe relate to each other, to maybe uh ex you know, um share what we feel but at the same time we're so closed off aren't we yeah. i i don't know i feel like we are so closed off and we're not as also connected as we should yeah not just self-absorbed we we we're scared to really expose ourselves mm -hmm. or really be vulnerable or be connected in a way that that yeah is. i guess it's a self-preservation yes, thing we're trying our best to express yeah it's like we're trying our best to express ourselves in multiple thousands of ways which is art and you know whatever that is but at the same time we're really mindful of what to share what to not what yeah. not to share and which is which i understand but at the same time we're not as connected <laughs> as we think we are. Do you, do you feel the same? Yeah, I do agree. I think um, I don't even think that. Obviously, with the mechanisms that we've got, it doesn't seem achievable because even like if you're being really honest with your art, like it's always one degree removed from reality because you're well, sort you of are. boxing it. As, you're sort of yeah. packaging it as a piece of art, or um you're always holding something back maybe even subconsciously um there's no sort of real way to like you said like you never truly get inside someone's head like you're always an outsider perspective i think i think sometimes like i feel myself 
randomly like uh hearing of a situation like a sad event or something and um I don't know maybe it depends on what sort of mood I'm in but sometimes I can really feel it like the tragedy of that like a couple of days ago um Mm -hmm. there was a little boy struck by lightning and killed um playing football in in Blackpool so about half an hour from me um but like I think a lot of people have felt really sort of um affected by that even though you know you don't know him but like what well, I guess I what I'm trying to say it. is I'm seeing the story yeah you can relate thing. to it as close it's it's hit close at your home so yeah 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 I guess that that has some impact on it but just just the event itself just the fact that that can happen sort of to anyone you, know, you can you obviously like we've talked about you can you can't understand how that family are feeling you know or his friends or mm-hmm. really because you, you you're not that close to it but at the same time it can have it can affect something really like deep in you just the tragedy of of it mm-hmm. just at a base level you know it's um and sometimes, like it's like, I guess it goes back maybe to what you were saying about the small things. I think like isolated incidents like that often seem to have more impact than even mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, war is tragic, and but when it's sort of on a broader scale like that, it's it's easier to you know lose the. I don't know, it's just really difficult to, to articulate, but often it's like single stories that have a stronger Bigger impact. Impact, yeah. Because yeah. I guess that's the human element. I don't know, I just had that thought um, about the connection thing. Um, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> uh, I can't say like the other way would help. I think maybe that would make it things worse because we would intensely intensely feel all of the other issues yeah, everyone's pain and problems like yeah yeah so maybe it would be too intense but um i'm not sure like this is as connected as human beings can be right now <laughs> the time that we live in but at the it's same quite time ironic like we're so the, disconnected um, with the you know the way we're connected socially yes exactly it's very ironic um it's really because that's all all pretend that's all fake really so it's moving us further away maybe the problem is that we're not connected with ourselves and with our environment in a way that we were supposed to if we do that is the answer (laughs) like if you are just you have disconnect with what you are and you know we we were we were supposed to be in the trees and in the uh like that was our um that is how we evolved right Mm -hmm. and now we're just restrained and in our (laughs) rooms and we are on this rectangle device all day which is yeah. yes you're connected to hundreds of people yes you can share your thoughts and ideas yes i can know all there is to but the real physical connection uh, with nature or uh, yourself alone being away from all of this and i know like in this age you can take like a detox which you're doing like you're you you you, you, i think you're doing like that social media detox Mm. you're stepping away uh but there is an extent to you can do that so even if you take a month off and you go in the wilderness and connect and whatever Mm -hmm. there is a limit to how far along you can live that life today right and yeah um, i think it's just what i feel and again, this is just what I feel is there is a disconnect somewhere. 
is is it in our connections is it with ourselves is it with our environment but there is a huge disconnect somewhere yeah i think there's a whole trend towards that you know you see it sort of like in my society like i see it with the environment but also you know with like religion god like with mm-hmm. each other now with the pandemic um but i i had noticed i think it, with the pandemic obviously we're on our devices more but mm-hmm. there has been greater time spent with family and also i think because in the beginning people were on devices so much when the summer came like I I started to notice kids outside playing together and it was yeah. sort of like they'd exhausted like we used to when we were kids <laughs> yeah it was so nice to see um it sort of died off again now but um it was nice to see that for a bit was you know people going back to that physical uh connection um because I think ultimately we do want that don't we Mm, I, yeah, I agree with you on that but this is just my experience right this is just like one person who's experiencing all of these things and emotions and I could be wrong about all of <laughs> all of what I feel I says maybe I am the one who's too disconnected with everything and this is why I feel like everyone is disconnected but yeah I think I can't speak for the future <laughs> But today, there is just like a lot of things to fill in for me. <laughs> and with the loss, with the the feeling of being so alone and um, being so disconnected with everything. And with myself or with the environment. Maybe after a week, after a month, after a year, I have, I'm, I'll be a different person and I wouldn't be saying all of these things. But yeah, this is the present. <laughs> this is this, yeah. this, this is what present feels like. Yeah, I mean, anytime, you know, you feel like you want to record again, you know, to sort of document <laughs> that or document. Um, if you have, feel like you, you have more to say, like, yeah, we can <laughs> do it. Um, this is very nice of you, but I'll let you know if if, <laughs> if that happens. I don't know mm-hmm. if it hel- it's if the whole recording would help anyone or like would come in the conversation of loss or is something that has any value, but um maybe maybe for someone <laughs> for someone to understand or um yeah, I'm at, sure. At, at some sure. level. Um, yeah. I hope nobody... Like, I've come to realize that things happen to you and then you learn. And you know how all of this, that all of the talk, you know, you become stronger and you're stronger than you is. And we are, we are resilient and all of that. And yeah. all of bad experiences will make you stronger, blah, blah, blah. All of these things happen. And people say that and you know they say everything will get better and all of that but um yes maybe that would happen <laughs> but at the same time it, in the in the moment you don't feel you don't feel this is this is true <laughs> yeah i guess it goes back to you know people want to do what they can to make you feel yeah. better but they don't they can never really understand they can never. So sort of but at the same time like disconnect they do like they've been through this like if anyone can understand it they're humans as well they're not different species but at the same time wow it's so unique i just hate this about humans (laughs) i hate being a human (laughs) why did we have to think so much and have all these emotions i I mean like a dog (laughs) dog is nice i was thinking about like an ant (laughs) (laughs) because then you're just so stupid <laughs> do you think ants are stupid oh i'd like to be one of those fish without a brain oh <laughs> like those 
Yeah. Do you know, like, if an ant is going around and you draw a circle around that ant, the ant sort of gets tricked and get lost and they think that there is no way out of that circle? Have you ever done that with an ant? I've heard of it. I've heard of the... Oh, I've done it. Sorry, I'm the worst (laughs) human. Terrible. (laughs) I mean, in some ways, you can sort of extrapolate and say that's true to life because... You know, it's all about perspective, isn't it? So yeah. maybe we are ants. You are. Maybe we are. Uh, you know what? Have you ever done that? But sorry, I've been doing lots of ant experiments. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but this is for to helping them. Like, do you know where the if there is a house, ant's house, and they're taking some food item away towards their house, like? millions and millions of them sometimes what i do is i just pick it up and put it right in front of their house they don't they don't have to struggle through <laughs> struggle through like the whole miles of distance that they're going they're going to cross for that one piece of food i just pick that food up and put it right next to their house <laughs> that feels like something to think about the fact that you did that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> no, but it's like I don't know. I think being human is so complex. Everything about us is so complex. Um. So yeah, an ant would be nice. <laughs> an ant wouldn't know what to like. They're just you know minding their business, going about you know getting the food. And that's it. Yeah, but if you think about it, say with like an ant or a dog or whatever, we don't actually know what they're thinking. So wouldn't it be so much more terrible if they're if making a dog that was really, really intelligent but couldn't communicate? Could just oh communicate. my god, that would, that would it, be you no. Know, but you, it doesn't look like Lauren. It. If that was the case, they would be really depressed. You would see them on their face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they don't behave the way <laughs> they don't behave the way that they're done. They would be like they're done with life that's how they would behave i think <laughs> yeah and we wouldn't know why it'd just be all dogs were always is there an friends. animal who's done with their life <laughs> maybe that's um, the most intelligent one <laughs> well i mean sloths have the right idea in that they sleep like all day right maybe it's the sloths that are intelligent <laughs> they're pondering the meaning of life and that's why they just sleep it away uh, how, how many hours do you get mm-hmm. how many hours sleep do you get I tend to get actually about seven, between seven and eight. Yeah, you're the ideal human scale of getting sleep each each night. I think it's been easier in the pandemic, though. I think something that I that stays true for all of life that people say is priorities that they tell you in life is like sleep is number one like mm. eight hours number one you go wrong there everything will go wrong in your life yeah then i've heard thing that number two is exercise like if mm. you don't do it <laughs> a lot of bad things are going to happen to you physically mentally and all of that yeah so i think you're on the right path with the sleep thing like of all my years of research on human beings and health all of that this is this is what everyone says <laughs> this mm-hmm. this if you don't sleep if you don't rest well nothing else is um going to work <laughs> yeah, and i've seen true. like i know there is there's there are people who are like oh you sleep four hours and elon musk and all of these people who say we work this hard or we don't sleep or blah 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 there are exceptions yeah but yeah like my dad never used to sleep (laughs) here he is has cancer in his brain so yeah (laughs) sleep (laughs) go to sleep sleep is important yeah so i think we can just end the podcast here i am also a complex human being so if none of it makes sense (laughs) i apologize for all of the things that i said 
um but yeah mainly my goal was to just document um the intense feeling of pre-loss or the abstract form of loss that i i am feeling at the moment yeah if you like what you heard in this episode please subscribe to us on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening